we're waiting for Rabbi Ginsburg to uh, join. Uh, just as a, by way of introduction, good evening of David. I guess it's only proper to uh, take this opportunity first to uh, give our uh, thanks to Rabbi for uh, enabling us to have this kind of get-together for now three years, which is uh, quite a milestone. And we know who gets the thanks for that, and he knows, so therefore I'm not going to say anything more than that. Um, and uh, I want to ask anybody who has any suggestion or request of how... Who gets, who, who gets, the, who gets the thanks for this? And not everyone knows who gets the thanks. <laughs> um, he wants to be anonymous, at least at this occasion. <laughs> but, you know, you can always speak to me privately. But I also want to ask... Um, Everyone who has any suggestion or request uh, how we can improve uh, our Lechabura and how it could be improved for you personally to uh, let me know about that, either uh, by staying on after the shear is over or um, by uh, contacting me whenever is convenient for you. I would appreciate that very much. I guess uh, we will have no complaints if I uh, convey my great appreciation in advance of his joining. I know that um, something that he takes uh, very sincerely, it takes a good amount of preparation. And uh, I've asked him to share his own experiences. And as we know, anytime we share our experiences, we're sharing something of ourselves as he has done in the past. So that's greatly appreciated. Um, as we're waiting, if anybody has any particular topic that they would like us to try to address, they're welcome to share that with me. Simcha, great to see you. How are you feeling? Uh, thank you. A lot better, Rebbe. Thank you. Great to hear. Yeah. I remember seeing in the Rochas Tadikim when he um, discusses the uh, very uh, severe and undesirable Mida of Gaiva. He has a line that a person who is about Gaiva is not a Savlon. He doesn't have patience. And he says, It's not necessary to elaborate on how terrible it is to not have patience. So here we have the opportunity to uh, work on that meat a little bit. Um, so, uh, of course, everyone's patience is appreciated. Uh, my son is hard at work right now, trying to get things up and running. So I guess if nobody has any suggestions on how to improve things, everyone is totally satisfied and um, thinks everything is just going great. Well, Rebbe, Rebbe, I wanted to ask you a question, but it's probably not related to any Musar. Uh, it's more of a tefillah question. When, well, you when can you ask, you ask in the meantime until Rabbi Ginsburg comes on, you can ask. When, when you, you ask, say Yehishmei yeah, Rabba, what's, what's your kavana? Oh, that's a very good question. Well, we have to double check in the Shulchanah. Well, here's Rav Ginsburg. So oh. I already thanked, and I want to just repeat that we deeply appreciate you taking the time to give this year and to prepare for this year and to share something of a personal nature that uh, is uh, something very special and very appreciated. So, and of course, on behalf of all of us, 
we thank the Rabbon Shalom for his chesed in giving us this special opportunity and his continuous chesed. Thank you very much, Rav Ginsburg. Without any further ado. No. All right, we're not, not, not hearing you. They have to be, I'm mute. I think I'm, I, now it's good. Now it's good. Right? Okay, we're good. Okay. Go ahead. We're on the air. Okay. Shalom Aleichem, Chevra. I understand that this is the third uh, third year anniversary. Yes. Chazaka, and it should continue um, for many, many more years under Rav Shmidin's leadership, Shlita, and uh, everyone should be able to grow and to, uh, to gain from it and, and to continue to hear from Divrei Torah. And uh, we, we all need to grow. And we shall be Hashem Bezoche to Makalapne Mashiach, Mehevi Amenu Amen. Amen. The dilemma that I had was that the topic that was given to me by Didai Averai of Schmidman was to speak about experiences with Gedoli Yisrael. And I don't say this tongue in cheek. I would have to go no further than just speaking about my dear Chavar of Schmidman, and I would be Yotze, <laughs> except that I don't want to lose him as a Chavar. <laughs> so I talk about some other Gedolim that I learned from in my life. I think first is to understand the opportunity of knowing, of understanding, of getting to have a relationship with Gedoli Yisrael is something that is so important, so special. Just for a person to be able to broaden his horizon, to be able to broaden one's perspective. The Medrash in explaining a Pasuk in Yumiyo says that Yumiyo was assuring Klai Yisrael in the midst of his nevuah, in the midst of his nevuah about the impending Khurban, he wanted to offer some divrei nechama, and he did so in a very complex manner. And the Medrash tries to decipher what the Pesukim mean. And one of the things that the Medrash says is that Klai Yisrael should be comforted that even after Chod Mesimikdash, they will be able to survive, they'll thrive, even when they're going to Golas. And how will they do so? What will be their schus without the Besamekdash? So he says, it's just like Klai Yisrael went out in the Golas, well, in Mitzrayim, and were led out by following Meshav Aram. They went and followed them into the Midbar, the Eretz Lozaruah, Lechtech Akaraga Midbar, the Eretz Lozaruah, they left and they followed these two G'dayli Yisrael, the Kain Gadol and the Rabban Shai Yisrael. They followed them into the wilderness. Eretz Lozeruah. That's Chus that Klai Yisrael did that at that time. Allowed them to be able to be, continue to thrive and be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. Says to him, Yo, I know Klai Yisrael. Don't worry. Take Mechama. Yes, you're going to have a terrible Korban. It's going to be terrible bloodshed. We're going to lose our beloved base in Mikdash. But we'll, you will survive and you will even thrive in Gullis as long as you follow the Moshev Aaron. As long as you follow the Gedali Adar, the Gedali Yisrael. And many of the others come right on this Medish with great arichas that every Gadol of that generation is Nechshav Kamoshev Aaron. We have in our generation, we had the Yaakov Kamenetsky, Moshe Feinstein, the Chosadok of Racha, Aaron Cutler. These were the Moshe Aarons. They weren't just the Gedoli Yisrael of our generation. They were the Moshe of Aaron that we followed. And that's the Schus that Klai Yisrael will thrive in Golis, and the Schus that Klai Yisrael will be able to turn to Eretz Yisrael and the Binyabe Semekdash. Follow the Gedoli Yisrael. What does it mean to be a Gadol of Yisrael? It means that when you pass in halacha, it is not something that just something that they say over that's in Shokhanarech, but often it creates halacha. 
I will tell you something that I heard from Rav Gusman to Chomotalik of Raka, Roshiv Rav Yeshiv and Natsach Yisrael, a hapl of a fellow. I had heard from one of his Talmidim that there was a woman that came to him, it was a Balash Tshuva. She had gone, became a Balash Tshuva, went to Nebei Yerushalayim, and at the age of 29 years old, became a Balash Tshuva. And she was troubled that she did not keep Shabbos for, until the age that she became a Balash Tshuva, many years. She didn't light Shabbos candles. And we know the Alocha and Shokonara that we also, a woman that doesn't light, that forgets to light, we cannot say that she has to be merciful for Nair. She has to add on a Nair for every Shabbos, really for the rest of her life. And the, and by the way, that's really the source of the Minog. There's a Minog that many people have that they light a Nair for every child in the family. So if you have 10 children, you light two, Kinegat Zohar Shamar. And then they add one for every child. That's the minute. I mean, sometimes kind of a big mishpacha, so you can, you can burn down the house. Kind of. But we, what's the reason for, well, you have a child, you have to, no, the real reason for that, where it came from, is when women used to give birth, they would have to go to a hospital and be there for a few days, most probably over Shabbos, and would not be able to light near, near, near Shabbos. And therefore, it would be massive and nair because they missed a nair, and there's a knas. But a woman who really doesn't miss the Shabbos, that someone lights for her, or she lights in the hospital, or she's not there over Shabbos, there really is no reason except that's the minute that they do it. But it's not, doesn't, there's no requirement because the whole source of the minute is that it's a knas that, that, she would, that a woman would, would take upon themselves. So this woman came to Augustman and wanted to do something and says, how many candles should I light? Oh, so many Shabbosos that I didn't light. What should I do? Light a few hundred narrows? And she was serious, Shiloh. She came very serious. Augustman told her, take a, take a calendar, go back and count how many Shabbosos that you didn't have, that you didn't light candles for. And then write it down the number and you give a nickel, five cents, for every time that you miss. You don't have to give it at one time. You can give it over a period of a year. A nickel for every Shabbos that you missed. Woman worked out. Molly Simcha, she had a way to be in her Averas, and she left. I heard this Psaq from his friend, and I figured that he heard something wrong. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't. I said, I think you missed something here. No, that's what I heard from my Rebbe. So I took the opportunity to go to Rebbe Gosman. I said, Rebbe Luman and Yitzarach, what's the basis of the Psaq? Where did the Rebbe find such a Psaq? Now, Rebbe Gosman, just for take a moment to where Gosman was, Rebbe Gosman became a Pesach on the Bezdin of Chaim Ezer at the age of 17 years old. Chaim Ezer felt that he was the Velt Goin the world-renowned God in Hilchus Evan Ezer, that any difficult Shailat Evan Ezer should be addressed to Rav Gusman. He was appointed Rosh Hashiva by Rav Chaim Ezer in Vilna and Amlis. He was a, a tremendous, tremendous Adam Gadol, of course, suffered tremendously during the war. There's so many stories about him. I could, I could be the whole time talk about the experiences that he, he would speak about that he went through in the war. Rav Hutner coined the phrase with him, that he was the E of, of our generation, of all the things that he went through. But the Gedolim knew who he was. And again, just because, just I think put it in perspective, Rav Hutner had one daughter, only one child, Robertson David, the famed leader, uh, founder, and uh, dean, principal, Menahelas of the Yaakov BJJ Seminary, famous, famous, world-renowned seminary. The wife of Yonatan David, or Shiva, Shiva Pakad Yitzchak, a tremendous Adam Gadol. And unfortunately, she had no children. And Putna was very pained by this. And Putna went to many Gadolim to ask for brachas for her, to daven for her. Brachas, David had a different cheshman. And he would ask brachas from every Gadol that he met 
until he went to Rav Gusman. And he asked Rav Gusman for a bracha. Rav Gusman didn't answer him. He asked him a second time. Rav Gusman looked at him and then looked away and did not answer him. Fudner said he knew at that moment that his daughter will never have children. And he stopped asking people for brachas for her. That was the value that he put into Rav Gusman, who he was. He understood. Rav Gusman sent something, didn't give a bracha because he knew that there was something, whatever it was, and he stopped. That was the value. That was the way he understood who this Rav Gusman was. So when I asked him to understand, to explain the psak, it was done with the greatest of reverence, to understand what this psak was. And he said the following, something I never forgot. He said, I knew really there was nothing needed to be done. See, it wasn't from, didn't light candles, it was an Ines, Tinex Nishba. There is nothing. But I saw that she needed to hear something. She needed to do something to make herself feel shalom, to make herself feel whole. I have a Kabbalah from Chaim Meiser that the psak that a person gives in this world that gives the Tanatam Gadol, that a Gadol Adar gives in this world, is that Psaq is accepted in Bezdin Shalmaila by Kaddish Baruch. So I gave her that Psaq to make her feel good, but in Shemayim, that Psaq was Mukubal, and this woman was, it was a Kapara for every Shabbos that she did not keep. They accepted it as a Kapara. Where is the state? Is it in the Rama Melchashuva? Is it in the Shulchan Aruch? No. But now it has became part of Shokhanara. Because the Adam Gadol Paskin is here. And in Shemayim, they accepted the Bezin Shemayla, accepted the Psalm. The Gedel Yisrael, before I give some just personal perspectives to understand what does it mean a Gadol I'm too small to understand what a Gadol what, what is. I know when I learned to Rav the Chavrusa, I, I, I knew what a Gadol was. But how do I touch up the G'dayli Yisrael? First of all, they understood their worth. They understood who they were. And in spite of it, or maybe as a result of it, they had the most tremendous anivas you could possibly find. That I would go in at, at 16 and 17 years old, 18 and 19, often as a nudnik, and sit down with those who were 80 and 90 years old and ask them Shilas, some that maybe were uh, Shilas that um, I should have known the answers to. And never, ever was there any hesitancy, was there ever any that I was disturbing them. It was the greatest warmth, the greatest humility. And it's, it's not a, a steer. It's not Tati Desastre. It's who they are. I want to read with for you a few words of the Gadol Hadar B'Kvi'eger. What he says about himself. You could almost say, when you think of someone would just say this, you would know, you could even say, he has a dual personality, schizophrenic. But he's the Gadol Hadar B'Kvi'eger. Listen to this. In Chul and Dafyid Aleph, in the Dush Rechidosh, he writes something. Anatosis, not the time to go into it. The Marami Lublin says a certain opinion, Pshat and Tosis, which reflects a certain halak in the Gemara. And if Keegan Dushrakid comments on that psak of the Marami Lublin, he says as follows Laniyas Daiti, Achari Tchilas Kavod, after beginning to approach his cover, the beginning to to even come to his, to, to able to come to him, to, to speak about a psaac that he gave. After I kiss the dust that he walks on. And I say to him with the greatest fear and trepidation, that I argue with the psaac that he gave. What incredible humility I'm too small to say he was greater. But Eger approached it to argue with him. He was a contemporary. He'll argue with him, but only after 
Nishikas Afro. I kiss the dust of the, of the ground that he walks on. But a year later, a terrible controversy, I shouldn't say terrible is the wrong word, but a major controversy raged in Europe, all amongst the Godola, from Russia to Poland, all over. There wasn't a Godol that didn't have a comment on this. And Svarim were written just with the back and forth of the letters that went out. And that was when the new Vilna Shas came out. There used to always be a Shas called the Slavita Shas. A Shas that was done for many years, printed in a certain format. And comes the Vilna Shas that was printed a little bit nicer, a little bit bigger, but sort of adopted the same format, which is the format that we have today, the Shas that we use. And many, many Gedolim asked them to publish it and asked people to use it because it was, they considered it stealing, they considered it Sagas uh, Gvul, many different uh, reasons why the people shouldn't take. And Ke'eger, Paskin, like the people who published the Vilna Shas, that they can publish it and they can sell it and people could use it. I need to defend this psaac explaining why. And letters from all over Europe came attacking Rabbi Keiger's psaac. Keiger writes the following. He said, those who criticize me, they say all kinds of things. I'm not mevater, I'm not meichel. But for them, I'll listen to the words he says. He says, they also say to me, that Kama Gedele Yisrael, our, our opinion have the opinion on the other side of the spectrum. And I should take their opinions seriously. On that, says Rabbi Keiger, I answer, Kavar HaTayra Ridarzeh Zuani. Kavar HaTayra in this generation, that's me. The person who's, when he argued with the Maram, he says, only after Nishikas Afro, I kiss the dust that he walks on. Such humility, such anivas. But yet, when he takes to take a stand, he knew who he was. I found that very often with Deliata. It was a sense of humility, incredible humility. At the same time, a sense of Eilis, Gvura, of strength, of Kavratara, Bedar Zuani, and would take no prisoners when they had an opinion that they felt was needed to be said. I had so many experiences, so many things that I heard, Zeichet to hear. I want to share one. It's a interesting Shaila Halakha, it's not a Halakha program. But I think if I just tell you what, just lay it out for you what happened, we can learn in one story, in one psaac, Tili Tilim Shalalakas. You learn out so many, so many things of what the Gedolim are, who they were, and what they represented. The story began with a Valchuva boy who wasn't from, came from Columbia University, and came to Yeshiva Arsamea. For a, for a session. And he got into it, got learning, and became one of the top Bachrim. And stayed, stayed in Shiva and stayed in learning. And there was a girl from the Nevei Alayim, comes from a family, non totally alienated family. And she um, she became a Balashuva, she ended up in Nevei, and she wanted to marry Bentara. This young man wanted to marry a girl who would be the wife of the Bentara. And someone made a shidduch and Baruch Hashem, they became engaged. And the chasana was taking place in a week and a half. And her father, who totally alien, came to Israel to meet his prospective son-in-law, to try to talk his daughter out of it. And, uh, but came and met the young man and began to talk. And all of a sudden came the realization was that it was questionable on her gayrus, that her mother was Magyar, but the question whether her mother was Magyar properly. And the chassan's father and grandfather, and he are gone. 
his, the Rosh Shiva was the going to be Masada Kedushin. And all of a sudden, this came up to him, a Kohen cannot marry a Gyaris, potentially Yichas, whether it's a good Gyaris, another another Gyaris. Kohen doesn't do that. So what do we do with this wedding? So the Rosh felt is above his pay grade. And he went to the Rub of Yushalayim, of Tzal Zoti Zachon Zoti Zachon of And he presented the Shailah to him. He said, I need two days to done on this Shaila. Come back in two days. Of course, the Chasnakala are anxious. What's going to be? What's the Psa going to be? Their whole future, their lives. And two days later, when the Shiva of Weinbach was planning on going back to get to Robert Salzotti to get the Psaq, he hears a Ramkol going around in the morning, the streets of Yushalayim. Those who have not been there, when there's a terrible tear or death of an Adam Gadol, they go around announcing people to go to Leviah with a Ram and a speaker. And he listens, oh, is a Leviah going to be? Here's the Rabbi Sal Zoti was Nifter overnight. So Mendel Weimar goes to the Leviah. At Leviah, he sees his son, and his son says, please come to the house right away. Comes to the house, and he takes him into the study, and he says to Rabbi Weimar, there's a letter here addressed to you. It was the last thing my father did last night before he had a heart attack and died. It's for you. Please take it. Takes it, he opens the letter, a 10-page chuva. I have a copy of it in my house. 10-page chuva, discussing the Shaila, and he comes out at the end, at his mater. When the woman didn't know what to do, was this a psaac that I got? Did he write it? Was he meant to give it? Or was it a finished psaac? Was it a discussion? Do I allow this couple to get married based upon something I just received? But it was never given to me. Maybe he didn't mean it to be Sack, maybe he only meant it to be La Papula Alma. He didn't know what to do. So he took it, he went to Yasha. I happened to have been walked in Yasha at the same time. I had a, regular, a weekly Seder with him, and I walked in, and all of a sudden there's a tumult. And I was the tumult, and then the Weimar comes in, comes in with the Psak, and he says, Rebbe, what do I do? Yasha takes the Psak, he it was a tremendous relationship he had to Rabbi Sal Zolti. They were close. They worked together for decades upon decades. But Sal Zolti <clears throat> would not pass in anything major without getting a scummer from Rabbi Yasha. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he takes it and he quickly reads the Psalm, the 10 pages, puts it down, and he says, he was, as it is, Gopaskin, he paskin this way, but I don't agree to the Psalm. I can't be moderate. Absolti was here. Kadayu Lismokulov, you can rely on him. But he's not here. I can't accept the Psak. And of course, the Chassan breaks down. Yoshev sees the pain that he saw this Chassan. Kala wasn't there. And the pain on Mendel Weinbach's face, the Roshiva, who's going to be Sadak Dushan, now has this, this thing on his hand. And so he says, you know, there's only one person in the world who could be matter this. And if he's matter this, then I will be Masada Kedushin at this wedding. And that's what Moshe Feinstein in America. How are we getting to Moshe Feinstein? How are we getting to, uh, we're getting to Moshe Feinstein so quickly? We have to go to Psaki. What should we do? And he said, in Yiddish, Medaf Shlikina Shliach, we have to send a Shliach. Okay, who's going to be the Shliach? And Yasha, but looking at me, those are money points to me, because he'll go. He's the Shliach, because I'm Americana. And as a, he knows Ramesha well, I was like, heavy. Now, those are not the days you didn't fly back. So I happened, I was going back in about a week and a half. That was the plan, another week and a half there. And 
can't just pick up and go. And it was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, pick, go with some major thing. You know, the, the young fellow to fly, you have to pack. And I said, really, another weekend, I'm not going now. He says, no, you're going. I said, when should I go? Tonight. And go to our mission. And he quickly sat down. He wrote a brief letter. He gives it to me with the 10-page psaac and go to our mission. Went back to Shiva, packed as quick as I could possibly humanly pack. Went to the airport, flew to America from the airport, took a cab to FDR Drive, and went into Ramesha. The minion was just starting, and I went to Diamond Shoppers. Went into Ramesha. I told him, I'm here at Shliath from the Yasha. I had a letter and I had a tshuva. I explained to him what was going on, and they're waiting for Ramesha's Pesach. And Ramesha, in about a minute and a half, he asked me one question only. He took the tshuva that I pulled on the table and he pushed it away. He didn't even want to look at it. Not that he didn't hold it, but he just pushed, pushed it away. And I guess, like I said, he asked me one brief question. And then he said, Muta. Mazel tov, you should go ahead with the chasen. Ez nishkain koye, ashiz nishkain geyakis. Marisha asked me what town does the mother come from, mother of the Kala. And where, does it, where they came from originally, a town in Germany. Marisha, so Marisha says, I know the town. They were Kemat or Yidin there. And there were many of them became reformed or whatever. That's, you know, uh, became uh, not from, but they were Kemat or Yidin over there. So she was Nishkan Geyar, she's a Yid. And he's no Cheskes Kayin. His father wasn't from. And he's no Cheskes Kayin. They can get married. Okay. Jack, so, we, so I'm about to leave. I'm like, Where are you going? I'm going, get a cab, go home. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going to call. No, no. Now, call now. They're waiting. Tzara, how could you put them to wait? They're, every moment is Tzara. Call them from here right now. I called Eliyashu from Amesha's phone. Topsak. Chashiko. Rishat told him it's Hasana continued. And Eliyashu was Masadik Dushan. Not the end of the Masa yet. Next time I'm in Eretz Yisrael, which was then about, I went about 10 months later, and I come in, and I go into a Yashav, I walk in at night, ah, a shliach chazar, shliach came back. And I said, I did the shlichus, but limit on Yitzharach, I have to ask, I have to ask. First of all, Rabbi Meisha, the Rav is the place they can hear to show, why Rabbi he told me the following story. He said, he never really knew Ramesha, never really heard of Ramesha. But when he was a young posek, already established posek in the Besden, and it was extremely difficult getting Shiloh, getting Shiloh. We're talking about in the late 1940s, after the war, a very difficult getting Shiloh. And he was struggling with the, with the Psaki. And he heard that Ravon Cutler just came to town. Famed Ravon Cutler. Ravon Cutler was traveling regularly back and forth Israel to, to, to America in those days. Established the yeshiva there. He was uh, in the, uh, became the yeshiva there of yeshiva after Mrs. Alman and also was Nifter. And he came and he heard he was there and he was staying in his little hotel. So he went knocking on the door. And I went and welcomed him in. And he said to him, I have a very difficult Shiloh when he asked the yeshiva. And he told him the Shiloh quiet for a few moments. He said, there's only one person in the world that can answer to Shiloh, Mesha Feinstein. Goes to the phone. Those days, there weren't that many phones, but there was a phone around his room. He picks up the phone, and he calls Mesha. And he begins to discuss the Shiloh and Moshe for about 40 minutes. Now, during that time, Aaron's standing up on the phone. So, Yasha starts bringing the chair to Aaron to Sit down, lay on the phone, sit down. And he's listening to the, he couldn't hear Ramesh's, but he can hear what Ram was saying back and forth. Ram doesn't sit down. So he thought Ram was so busy in the phone that he wasn't focusing on the, on the, like the chair. He's just so involved in the conversation. So he pushed the chair into his foot 
put around it's realized there's a chair there. And Aaron with the back of his foot just pushed it away. And he finished the call and he thanked Moshe hung up the phone and he turned to Yashu and says, when you're speaking to us in English, when you're speaking to Rabbi Moshe, one does not sit down. He says, when he saw the reverence that Aaron Cutler had for Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who he never heard of, I mean, he heard the name, he didn't know him or anything about him. He dedicated that day, he said, from now I'm going to learn everything I could find out about Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Went and learned the English Moshe. There wasn't one line in English Moshe that he didn't know about that. And I mean it because I've had many discussions with him. I had many discussions with him about Moshe's Psakim, and he would quote verse, verbatim, chapter, paragraph, literally about that. Why did he have such a reverence for Moshe? Because he stood around and wouldn't sit down. So I said, okay. I get it. So Amesha is such a it's a why if Amesha Paskins, you'll accept it, even if you didn't agree to the Psak. But why would the rug be Masadic Kedushin when when you're against the Psak, you say you don't accept the Psak? So he said something that I never forgot. It's because maybe one day a coal will go out. Someone will say, Oh, she's Garris, he's this and he's crying and the whole thing isn't, couldn't be there. Maybe someone will be make a mighty loss down the road years from now on this marriage, on this family. But then we'll then hear that Rabbi Yashiv was the Masadic Dushan. No one will have any questions. No one will chaper them. No one will come out with anything. Ad Kanasipa, that's the end of the story. So not the Psak itself is not the fact. So Mesha's famous Psak, it's not the point of discussion. But everything I learned about this discussion. You can be an Adam Gadol, you can have an opinion, but if but if it's a couple and they need a Rachmanis, they're they're it's a Brachan, they're Bali Chuva, and there's a way to do this, and Mesha gives a Psak. I'll put away my position, my opinion. I won't, I won't pass it. I won't pass it. And that was the reference they had for each other, the covered of the Gedolah. You know, the, the of Shlomo Zalman, in Mincha Shlomo, the first truva that he has, he wrote this truva, and then he heard that Rav Moshe disagrees. He put away the truva. 30 years later, 33 years later to be specific, almost as much time as it takes for Rabbi to do the Birchaz He wrote, he decided he wanted to publish this Truva in the Sefer. He asked Rav Meshe Rishus, can he publish this Truva? That's this he disagrees with. And Meshe says, yeah, Rishus. And he writes on the bottom that I have Rishus, go on the bottom before you, the first Truva, look in the Sefer. I have permission from Moshe Feinstein, even though Arav Agadol, Arana Arav Agadol, disagrees with this Psaac. That was what the reverence he saw from them, the way they, the Rachmanis in their hearts. So they have strength in their Psaac, but the humility and the concern and the love that they had for those who asked the Shiloh and for each other, for the Gedolim, was incredibly sensitive, incredibly sensitive. You know, the, the, you ask me how I got into this, how I started with the Gedol. The truth is, it's all credit to one individual who is my Rebbe, who is, was my Rebbe, and is my Rebbe for life. And that's Yibadal Chaim Tov Maruchim Rabbi Shemim's father-in-law. Rabbi Agadal Rabbi Neumann, Shemol Neumann, Zachonet Sadat V'Kadosh Rabbi. I was, I grew up in his house because of my relationship with, with children, especially one of the sons. And we were chavrusas for 15 months, every day we learned to do, when I was a teenager. And he would come back from Ramesha's discussion with Ramesha and share with me things that he heard from Ramesha. And it wasn't that I didn't understand most of it. I didn't understand any of it, but he shared it with me anyway. 
And what, what was infectious was not the psak, was the excitement that he had in sharing his psak. What he heard from another Gadol, something new, something fresh. It, it was contagious. And I caught the bug from him. But more than that, he didn't just do that. He didn't just get me into it. He put me in a position to be able to have that connection. And I'll share with you one more story. This was my first relationship, my first discussion, encounter with Rabbi Yashar, which opened the door to many, many encounters with many Gedolim. And Rabbi Naiman, I believe, did this for Kabbalah. I had just come to Eretz Yisrael. I was just a few days shy of my 16th birthday. I didn't know in Eretz Yisrael anything. I didn't know how to get to the falafel store on the corner. I'm there maybe a week and a half, two weeks, and I get a letter in the mail from Rabbi Naiman. And those days, letters took time saying to me, I must go to Rabbi Yashav to ask an important child for him and get back to him. I had never heard of Rabbi Yashav. I didn't know what he was talking about. I asked Rav Kinnarek, Yeshiva, and explained to Rabbi Yashav, this was then, this goes back a long time ago. If I, I tell you what year it was, you may turn off your computer. That's a, such an old guy. It was 1974. And Ayosha was already not well known, but he was known by the Kedoli Tamilich HaChomim, that he was a tremendous play, playsick. And I asked him, he says, Rabbi Naimus says, you go. I said, I don't know. I, speak, I can speak Yiddish. I speak Hebrew. I go, where is it? Meisharim. Where is Meisharim? Is that near Gaza? I, I had no idea where anything was. He told me that I should go, and I should go by myself. I should not go with someone else. I should go myself. Because he understood her, and I wanted me to go. Don't send anybody else. What was the Shiloh? Sensitive Shiloh. There was a, a couple in the Kolel that unfortunately suffered three miscarriages. One of them was late in, late in the pregnancy. Someone was pregnant again. And she was frightened every day that it would end the same way as the others. She had heard that there was a great kubul in Eretz Yisrael that, uh, that is in, um, that was that uh, famed Rabbi Chatzera, who was that time, uh, was then all the way down, down south. Um, and a uh, several hour drive from Yerushalayim, and who gives that water. He gives you a cup of water, that water gives you a bracha, and that water is masubal to protect against miscarriages. She told her husband she needs to get some of that water. He didn't know what to do, he went to ask his rabbi, he says, I will help you. He sent me the thing, I should go and get water from Abu Hutzeira, but make sure the Yashav approves. I didn't know where Hatzair was. I never heard of where the Shiva Tiva was. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know where Meisharim was. I heard of Tel Aviv. I had not, that's all I heard. I didn't know anything else. So I go to Rabbi and I go in. The whole scene was was out of out of a movie. I mean, old steps, the old place, a small crowd it was like a, a new world for me. I walked into his house, got directions, yes, this one, that one. I finally get to it and I come in. Those days you walked right in. And I asked him another question. And I asked him, so I was very nervous. He started putting the ease, asking me some questions, where I'm from, whatever, where I learned. Anyway, I asked him the Shiva. And he just, I was taken. I was taken with, with him, with the, with the atmosphere, with, the, with everything. I remember I, I told Ben Ayman, uh, I came back, Israel uh, came out, I was there a year and a half, and I came back, I said to him, I was trying to figure out what gift to buy you. Well, what can I get you? 
Yeah, more swarm than 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 the Zunal Burma does. Uh, what what can I get, Rebbe? So, I handed him ten tapes. A tape, my tape conversation with Rebbe Yasha, with Shaimri, with many of the Gedolim, Shach, and others. Put it on tape, and I presented it to him as a gift. And he told me it was the greatest gift that he ever got in his life. Anyway, what happened was is that so I saw Sakanyasha. So Yasha said something fascinating. He said to me that there is such a thing in Chazal, Sadiq Gozib Akadish Brokhikain. Sadiq tells you to do something, you do it with Makain. He says, I don't know if this person called this Vardi. I don't know him. I never learned with him, I never gave him Bakina. I never sat in cold with him. I don't know if he's nichlal, what Chazal means sad. Maybe yes, maybe no. But one thing I'll tell you for sure. Go to the Stipe Lagon, and if he tells you to drink something, it'll be a bracha, don't leave over a drop. Because who nichlal, what Chazal says, he incorporates, he is a, an embodiment of Tzadik Gozib HaKadosh Baruch The Stipe Lagoon I'd heard of, who didn't hear the Kiyos Yaakov. But I also heard that he was deaf and you couldn't go to him. So he gave me, he sat down and he wrote a letter for me. He explained to me that the Stipe was his Mechutim. I didn't know at the time, but his oldest daughter married Rokhaim Kanievsky. So he wrote a letter to his Mechutim and gave it to me that I should be able to give it to him to read. Now I had an entry ticket into Stipe. I had to find out from Kinerik how to get to B'nai Brak. Went to B'nai Brak, went to Stipe. No, nobody can go in, you can talk. A letter by the door. They took the letter and they closed the door. 10 minutes later, the door opens up. They give me back the letter, come in. They shouldn't have given me back that letter because I used that letter every single time I went to the stipe, I would show the letter. I got in every time. And then the stipe, walk into the stipe, look on. And he said to me, first he started me Hebrew, I didn't speak Hebrew, so I, Yiddish, Yiddish. Rebel Yosha, may I machote? I said, yeah. He says, Kol Psakov min Shemayim. All this Psakov is He said, about a stipler with Tzadik, he's Nikola with Tzadik Kozakish Barakayim. And he said about him, Kol Psakov min Shemayim. Most Mokotanim that I know have other words for each other. <laughs> this was the Gedele Yisrael. Stipler gave me a bracha. And then he said to me, I should should not take off from yeshiva for hours and hours of learning to go, but I should hire someone and pay to go, because if this woman needs that to give her a munukas nefesh, then it's a chesed to do it for her. Meanwhile, he sat down and he wrote a bracha for this woman in this handwriting. I was over this send the letter that he wrote with the water to someone who's going back to America, the gift to Murray the Rebbe, Rabbi Neumann, who gave it to this husband, who gave it to the wife. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I was okay to be, they made me the interfere at the, her third son that she had when she years later to be the, at the breast to bring the baby in. This is just an entry into Gedele Yitzchak. See, to learn from them, not just the Psuk, but their whole attitude. They're anivas. They're godless. The understanding what it means that all together mixed up into one person. I'll end with this. It's later, I overdid my time. But I think this is Vernon used to say an incredible, incredible interpretation. The Gemara says, I just had this young to Rishulis. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yosef used to say, 
love you, Mike. A gorm of not for the day of Shulis, come a Yosiviti Bashuka. How many Joes, common Joes would be in the Shulka? Can't take that because that was simple about face value. He's comparing himself to Joes on the street. Joes that go to the bars, Joes that are in the street. And he said this every single year, Leil Shavuos, he said this in Yeshiva. He said, people are complex. People have many aspects to them. And you could be this one day, this another day, change yourself, do things differently. If not, if not for the Torah I would be one day this, one day this, one day this, Joe, that Joe, this Joe. What the Torah did is it took all my midos, all my makshavos, all my hashkafos, all my hagashos, and puts it all into a framework through Torah, through the eyes of Torah. I'd be split, I'd be all over the map. Torah, this story. Daily Israel lived through Torah. It was evident in their midons, in their discussion, in the way they spoke, the way they acted, in the way they thought, and the way they lived, the way they inspired others. We say to have them in our midst, so to learn from them. This is what Akash Baba meant. Torah could refine people. This is the ultimate. We can all learn, we can't be them, but we can look for them and learn from them and see the Tarak Dosha, what it can do to people. Hopefully, in our own connection to Torah, own connection to Torah, we can refine ourselves to the best of our ability. All of us, together, to be mamid and to lift up, cover that Torah. Kedele Torah in the eyes of the world, and that will lead us to Moshe Aaron, Moshe Aaron of our generation, will lead us from a gullus, the bit to a gullus that we're in, and lead us into Eretz Yisrael, Binyan Beis Hamikdash, Mei Bimino. Thank you so much. Very sad. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen you in person, but it's a pleasure to see you. Yes, that's the only thing that I miss is that I'm not mamish with you as close as I feel through this. But <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. If anybody um, has any um, good recommendations for our coming next year, the fourth year Mr. Hashem of the Surah Chabura, they can share that with me now, or like I say, anytime in the future that's convenient for you. You know how to reach me. <clears throat> okay. Bianchi, it's great seeing you. Kay and Yibo. And Simcha. And who is in the top? <laughs> oh, Misrol. <laughs> That's a treat. <laughs> very good, very good. Excellent. Okay, have a very good night. And we'll keep in touch. Mitzvah. Thank you. Good seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good night.